Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mana and Coffee. I am your host, Henry Hollow. Glad that you've carved out a few minutes to join us today. Uh, I hope that you find a little bit of mana, just enough for today, that you take the opportunity here to listen, to reflect on life, on scripture, on the convergence of the two, and what it means for us living in this crazy, messy world. Uh, I pray that you are willing to wonder, to question, to struggle, to be honest with yourself, um, and in this time, uh, find a little bit of hope, a little bit of nourishment as we journey forward together um, in faith. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast and today's reading, which comes from the book of Acts, chapter 8, uh, verse 1b through, what does it go through today? Through verse 40. Um, what we see in this passage is kind of the pattern of growth for the early church, uh, but it stems from a particular source um, and has a, a background in Jesus' own words. And I want to make sure that we don't miss that. So if you uh, remember, if you've been following along in the readings, back at the very beginning of the book of Acts, Jesus commissions his disciples to go and teach and says that the gospel, the good news, will move uh, from Jerusalem and Judea to Samaria and then to the ends of the earth, which for you know the earliest followers of Jesus would have been kind of unimaginable uh, with everything else that happened in their lives. Um, of course, you got to start leaving room for the unimaginable. Uh, but the idea that, uh, you know, Samaria would fall into the orbit of God's good news and that, you know, anything beyond their immediate uh, surroundings would as well, you know, to the ends of the earth, the Roman world as a whole, certainly has to strain their imagination a little bit. Um, I think we often place limits on where we think God can or will go, um, to what extent uh, the gospel will spread. But the book of Acts challenges that each and every step of the way. And there are two things that I want to point out um, in today's reading. One of the things I want to talk about is what gets the gospel moving in the first place. And then the second one is how quickly it makes it to everywhere Jesus said it would. Um, So to the first one. Uh, yesterday's reading ends with the stoning of Stephen, uh, and the uh, the name Saul shows up on our radar for the first time. Um, and eight one b the second half of that verse begins with the movement of the church out of Jerusalem, really for the first time. What a lot of people don't realize is that this is not something that happens days, weeks, or months after Jesus' crucifixion. This is something that takes place years after Jesus' crucifixion. Somewhere in the neighborhood of five to ten years, the church has been in Jerusalem and really nowhere else. Um, And it's persecution, this outbreaking of resistance from the Jewish authorities uh, that gets the gospel moving to the places where Jesus said it was going to go. For whatever reason... Uh, The earliest followers of Jesus had a hard time leaving town, Um, but suddenly they have a reason to. And so, where do they go? Well, for some of them, uh, they go to 
places like Samaria, the last place on earth a Jewish official would come looking, and, you know, the last place on earth that would turn them over to a Jewish official. Um, and let, I want to look just at a couple of pieces of that story from Philip in uh, verse 4 of chapter 8. It says this, Those who had been scattered moved on, preaching the good news along the way. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and began to preach Christ to them. The crowds were united by what they heard Philip say and the signs they saw him perform, and they gave him their undivided attention. With loud shrieks, unclean spirits came out of many people, and many who were paralyzed or crippled were healed, and there was great rejoicing in that city. So here we see Philip doing the work that Jesus did. Remember what Jesus did, the church does. Um, is what we see here in the book of Acts. And so the work of God continues, and it continues in Samaria, a place that um, many would have been surprised to see good news show up. And I would argue quite a few of Jesus' earliest followers wouldn't have been fans to see the gospel go. Uh, you don't have to go all that far backwards in time to Jesus' uh, time of ministry with his disciples when they were uh, rejected hospitality in a Samaritan village, and Jesus' own disciples suggest bombing the village with fire from heaven uh, as just punishment for rejected hospitality. Um, so the fact that a place where Jesus' own disciples would have been uh, were angling to destroy just a handful of years before is now uh, a place where the gospel is received with undivided attention, something so different from what it's getting uh, from the Jewish leaders back in Jerusalem, is, a port is an important note. And then, uh, not just in Samaria, but verse 26, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. At noon, take the road that leads from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert road. So he did. Meanwhile, an Ethiopian man was on his way home from Jerusalem, where he had come to worship. Um, Ethiopia in the ancient world was often uh, called the end of the earth. It was Cush, ancient Cush. Um, so Jesus begins the book of Acts by telling the disciples that the gospel will go from Jerusalem and Judea to Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And though it takes some nudging uh, by persecution and the Spirit of God, here in chapter 8, after you know the death of Stephen, we see the gospel do exactly what Jesus said it would do. Move outward from Jerusalem into places that... Uh, Surprise would have surprised Jesus' earliest followers. I think it's good uh, that we see stories like this where the growth of the gospel, you know, go, heads to places that people wouldn't expect, somewhere surprising. And I think that has to remind us um, that we should expect to be surprised. Um, all of the limits that we tend to put on things uh, don't really hold up in God's kingdom. Um, and so watching the work of God go to parts unknown uh, is a, uh, an encouragement um, and also, I think, something that has to be offered as a corrective to remind us that we are not God, that our understanding and our limits are not God's understanding of God's limits. All right. Glad you are here. Hope you are enjoying the reading. Uh, as I said on the last episode, uh, there's now a Facebook page for you know those who are following along these structured readings. If you uh, would like to be a part of that, just look up uh, Northside Reading Group on Facebook, and I will uh, and request to join, and I'll make sure that you are added in. Uh, thanks. Have a good day.